you want to have headphones, you can. If you don't, it's just easier to hear. Does it look better with headphones on? Yeah, no, whatever. Look. Which is, uh, I don't know which is which on those ones. Are these the ghetto ones? You got the good ones. Well, yeah, because I, <laughs> I fucking run the show. My show, man. Uh, I can't hear you, so hang on a second. Let's see. Why can't I hear you? Can you, oh, oh, can you hear? Can I'm you hear me talking right now? Yeah. Do you need me to step off to the mic here? Okay, the only thing that needs to happen is you can be pretty close. Because you see like this this dot here? No, I don't see the dot. Okay. Yeah, so if you go like, boo, and it goes yellow and whatever around it, that's okay. like, so it just, it's fine if you like raise your voice or get excited about something, you can do whatever, it'll just pick it up. It's just, it's, I'm saying if, it's, if you're too far back, yeah, I can't change the volume, I can't fix it if you're too far back. So I can lower it and raise it, like in both, but I can't fix it if you're too far back. So within like, I try to at least like this, like one hand apart, minimum. That's a good rule. rule. I usually just, I can actually, you can like rule a hand. Yeah. Anyway. Um. I think we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, so you do three claps. Yeah. So that, uh, you can sync the audio to the video. Do you want me to clap now? No, no. Okay. Oh, you can if you want to. I feel like I'm kind of clapping for you myself. Should, yeah, you should clap. <laughs> Nice. All right. All right. That's good. Yeah. Sync. Um, it's like the round of applause when you come in, you know, you don't yeah. often get that. Hey man. No. But most of the time you clap more than three times for a round of applause. That would be really awkward if you're just like three claps and then stopped. Yeah. Well, if, I think if it's versus no applause, like when I show up to work in the morning, if I got three claps, I'd be pretty stoked. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, thanks for coming to the show, Proctor. Yeah, it's um, good to be on. This is my brother. Um, I don't know if a lot of people might not know him. I have a brother, but, uh, yeah, this is the other Proctor. This is the first Proctor. Hello, um, everyone, world. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is uh, this is a kind of a, a big event, man. I was thinking about uh, so I drove up here today. I was thinking about uh, you know going on on uh, what do you call it it's on the air? No. Yeah, live on live, air. Whatever. Yeah. Live to the world. Yeah. I don't know. If there's ever been two Proctors live to the world before. No, this is kind the first of time. One's behind the scenes usually, so it's uh, it's quite a big event. I know it's cool. I was like, I was kind of nervous, man, because I'm like, what am I talking to my brother about? We talk about things all the time. But yeah. uh, um, well, I was thinking you might you might just have this like list of of really intense questions and just get hammered and and it'd be pretty difficult. But uh, well, it'd be funny if we were getting shit faced. But uh, I don't I don't have questions. Like I just feel like it's the base of casual, and I feel like um, we just come in and start talking. So what usually happens is I'm like, hey, how's it going? And then all of a sudden, like an hour later, we're done. It just starts going. Yeah, I think yeah. Like, that's the. Probably the title says it all. I guess. Right. But um, there's, there's kind of themes that always come out. And when we talk, there's people like we talk about like skiing and snowboarding pops up a lot, which I don't really care if we talk about, but I try not to lead into that too much because it's pretty standard around here. It's kind of the common thing that uh, mm -hmm. people talk about for sure. Right. But then we just get into feeling, we get into like people's opinions on stuff and like what makes you, what frustrates you and like what, you know, or what makes you happy, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, there's really, <laughs> there's really no agenda. Um, because if I did have an agenda, yeah, I think it would just wouldn't. You know, we'd be looking at questions, trying to figure out, like what I'm going to ask next. Right. Then I'm not thinking about it. Right. Right. Um. So anyway, uh, have you ever done been on camera before? Ever? Like on like, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think so. No, I'm not right. really a camera camera kind of guy most right. of the time. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I've kind of missed the whole uh, the whole media sort of sort of trend. You know, like right. Um. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But do you even care? Like, I know you're on social media, but I don't. You don't post a lot. Like you post now and again. Do you do you look at it a lot? No, you, yeah, I think I'm one of those guys. So I, you know, I was uh, was never really into it. Um, 
because I'm one of those guys. I don't know, if, you know, whatever you want to generations and stuff, but I'm I'm pre social media. Yeah, for sure. I'm current social media. Yeah, and I think maybe I'm going to post. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm not really. Uh, I have an Instagram account and stuff and um, Facebook account and stuff, and uh, I like to look at cool stuff that's right. going by. Yeah. Um, but I'm not I'm not posting much because I got into this thing where people will be like. Hey man, here's my excellent uh, eggs and bacon this morning. Bam, take a picture and put it up, right? That's and I was ridiculous. like, I don't care about that. I don't <laughs> yeah. care about your cat. I don't yeah. care. I mean, I like. I'm happy that people enjoy their cats and stuff, but <laughs> I'm not into it. And um, right. so I'm I'm doing more. I think it's more like um, uh, I was big into magazines, right? Like right. When I was uh, when I was younger, I would like anybody. I'm the classic story, you know. Kid in Ontario wants to go up and uh, you know go shred big mountains and do all this cool stuff and everything. And uh, I would get like, um, like Trans World Skateboard Magazine, and I know this has been hashed out a million times, sure, especially yeah. where we are. But anyway, so that, you know, you get to get it, and um, you get this like you know, skateboard, skateboard to be a snowboard picture. Like, oh man, awesome snowboard picture! I cut it yeah. up, put it on the wall, right? Yeah. So I kind of feel like for me now, um, Instagram stuff like that—that's what it is for me. Like right. I see somebody. You know, I, I got a couple of. of you uh, follow some of the old guys that post like old photos, right? I fo- I like you know, uh, Bud Fawcett. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, he, yeah, I'm, and I remember the name from the photos in the old, uh, like trans world snowboard magazines and skateboard magazines and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, those are really good. And, um, so I, I like I said, I would cut that out, put it on the wall and I would just look at it, you know? Yeah. And, um, so that's what, that's what it is for me now. So I follow guys like that. He'll post up the old stuff and I really get stoked on that. Right. And I see, um, guys posting up stuff now. I'm like, it's really cool to see like this, the progression and everything else that people are doing, but I'm so far out of touch with him. Like, ah, I can't really connect with that. I can't right. connect with this guy spinning a million times and doing these crazy things. Right. But I'll see an old school picture of some guy doing like a sick method or something. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? right. Or like just some, some crazy 180. And I'm like, yeah, that's it, man. That's really cool. So I get, I get still get super stoked on that. Um, I'm not doing stuff like that. So I don't, I don't post it up. I don't know if it's post worthy. Right. Uh, you know, I hang out in my yard and build my, I feel like I'm my house and hang out with my kids and stuff, but I'm not, I'm not, everybody's posting up stuff with their families and everything. And it's cool if you're connected with like, like relatives and friends and stuff. To share sure. That, but yeah. I don't really get into that. So dude, um, you should post pictures of your shed and your building because it's good. You do good shit. My shed like, is pretty, it's pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really like my shed. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. It's big. And you, you know, the neighbors love it. And, uh, neighbors are pretty happy. I hacked down a lot of my trees and, uh, put up this nice big shed. That's not finished in there. They've been really good actually. I don't know if I doubt that they'll ever see this, but they're pretty, Thank you so much for, for not <laughs> yeah. losing it on me for my shed. Well, the shed, the shed looks good, man. It's big, and like the um, the siding out front you did looks really good. So my brother just moved to Squamish like four years ago. I moved, yeah, I moved to Squamish about four years ago. Yeah. Um, like everybody struggled to find a place to, to get set up. We got set up in a place, and it's um, you know older place and stuff. It's more astounded. I've been hacking away at it kind of It's a good spot, though. So it's awesome. Yeah, the street's really good, and, you know. We got the kids you and everything going. So it's you got those uh, weird mirrors on the fence in the backyard. What yes. is that? I don't really know. I think about that sometimes. I think the idea was that uh, you could see things in this backyard from his house. Yeah, or just to give it some some kind of dimension <laughs> or some kind of you know interesting to look at. It's like a four. It's like a five by five mirror on a fence that's like sixty feet long. And there's multiple mirrors. There's oh, just, there's more than there's one. There's a whole bunch. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is bizarre, dude. Weird. Unless the guy's just whoever was just super vain and just wants to see himself like cutting the lawn or cutting the grass or whatever. Yeah, they were big into gardening and stuff. It's it's really now it's a jungle because I don't garden. Right. Um, and I think they they just yeah mirrors were just like sort of this accent piece they threw on the fence to make it look more interesting to them. Yeah. Well, it's a weird backyard, but I mean, it's I'm the, not into the, it. the shed's good anyway. I think Let's what I'm going to do is take a picture of the mirror and put it up on Instagram for everyone to check out. <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to see the mirror, check you it can out, go man. to see at Prox. Yeah. Uh, at Instagram. That's right. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's, it's um, really hard to find. 
No, because you've been in a few places there, and um, I don't know anything about Squamish as far as trying to find a place there, but I always hear it's super difficult. But it seems like you came across this house. It was like a, you were going to look at it before and almost put an offer, but then it felt or something happened that you couldn't buy, and then it, then it came around again later on? Uh, I think it was uh, it was pretty rare at the time. It was three or four years ago. We started looking, and then we've been there maybe a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And I'm stuff fix this so you don't directional losing my sound see there's yeah. my my inexperience of uh, <laughs> that's cool of, of broadcasting no we didn't have uh, a lot of options at the time and, and we looked at this place and it kind of sat around for some reason on the market and i don't know if it just worked out for whatever reason but um you know we looked at it we stepped away from it went back to it and we're like okay let's try it out and, uh, right you now uh yeah my wife and i just said well we'll do it and um cool. so we ended up there it's been that's cool um yeah so uh i want to touch on how uh we both kind of came out here yeah, because people are like, everyone's gonna be so interested in this. It's gonna be crazy. So, uh, I think this is what's gonna take this, uh, this <laughs> to the next top. level yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, we we came out here and what? Our parents got divorced when we were fifteen, or I was fifteen. You were probably eighteen, I guess. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, we came out here probably around that time, like a year later or something. Yeah, we did a vacation out here, and of course, yeah, from Ontario. Going back to the uh, the magazine days, and this was the this was the place, right? You wanted you wanted to everybody who was who was skiing, snowboarding, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what that was. Early 90s or something. Dude, I think it was like, well, 90 was, I was I was 12 and 90. So it was like 96 probably, or maybe, sorry. Uh, no, like 94. Yeah. yeah. Right, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you wanted to come out to Whistler and hang out. And I don't think the scene was fully developed yet. I think it was probably... The roundhouse The roundhouse was still round. Still going, yeah. So we, you wanted to come out and check it out. And so I think we were here for a couple of weeks and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, then, I, uh, I think... Uh, because you, you knew about Whistler. I didn't even really know about Whistler, and you knew about it because you'd read magazines. I didn't really read magazines. It was, yeah, all these shots of guys doing stuff, and it was all it was all in the resort back at the time, if I recall. There wasn't a lot right. of other uh, stuff going on, and it just looked so so crazy and so um, so much, like, the scale, the scope was so much bigger than what we had ever seen kind of growing up in our, our part of the world that, you know, to check it out. Yeah, so it was like, we're going, all right, let's go. Yeah, it was super cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it was super cool because I remember, like, coming out here and, my buddy Jeff was out here already or just coming out here with his parent or his mom or something, a bunch. And so they were out here and just running around and black home was barely even operating. Like it was operating, but it was barely, um, I'm not even sure they were together. I think, I think they were just maybe they together were still separate, I think maybe, yeah. at the time. And like, even, uh, like when you went over to the base of black home, there was really not much going on. I don't, I don't even remember was there. Maybe I guess it was, yeah. was there, but it was pretty, pretty small. Yeah. You might've um, had to buy two lift tickets, lift tickets. I think you had to choose back then. Yeah. I don't remember, man. Cause I, that's, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't remember how it worked out, but I remember just like instances or like glimpses of what happened. I remember bringing my yeah. skis and my snowboard and I had that race board and I didn't really, s- yeah. I didn't ski much. And then we had somebody's boyfriend was touring us around. Remember that? Kind of. Yeah. It was a, it was I don't know. Uh, yeah, I do, but I don't remember how that was working. Yeah. But we had a bit of a guide. Yeah. Yeah. For some yeah. reason. And then, uh, um, yeah. And then, so then you moved back. So we went back home to back Ontario and get doing our thing or whatever. And then you moved back out here. That must've been like, five years later you moved out here again when you were like 24 yeah. or something like that when did you move out here yeah because it the whole i mean the experience kind of stuck and i was like oh, that's that's what i want to be doing and we you know we did the quebec thing and stuff, sure and yeah that was a bunch awesome yeah stuff, but um this is also this is always kind of the holy grail you know when you're on out there looking over like, this is <laughs> yeah to be right um so yeah i think after school i came out here i was gonna get a yeah, because you finished university. I was moved going back to school. Home. yeah i was going to school and i was like everyone's all pumped up to go to these big office jobs and stuff and i was thinking that. man i'm not not really into that. So it's kind of this really like um, uh, pull in two opposite directions. You know, I'm like, oh, I spent all this time, money to get this, this education. I'm like, well, I'll put it on hold and we'll come out here and try this thing out. So I think I came out and did the did my 
sort of um, obligatory, uh, you know, Whistler tour where you everybody you know you live in staff housing, you live on the floor or whatever. Fuck yeah. And um, I had some buddies out here, kind of roundabout way. And yeah, I did 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 one f- most of a season out here, and then uh, and you moved down to Vancouver. Where'd you come home first? I was back in Ontario for a little bit, and then I was back out here for I think three years. Because in the Jeep, you had the Jeep you drove back and forth. Jeep, that thing yeah. was fucking money. It was good. It yeah, was old school. Yeah, people should hang on to those Jeeps if you have a Cherokee. You should yeah, keep that thing. That was legit, like the tan leather. It always smelled like antifreeze inside or something like that. Something was, was awesome. leaking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it leaked all over the place. That was legit. And then I remember one time I came out to so you moved back out here, and then I came out to visit you, and I, you know, I was sleeping on your couch in Vancouver. And you were working for like McKenzie Financial at the time, I guess, right? Yeah. So I ended up kind of splitting it. I had I was trying to do this thing on the weekends and stuff, and then I was doing the corporate thing, office thing during the week, and yeah, um, you know, trying to pay the bills and whatnot. But uh, still getting up here as much as I could. But it was a real mission when you're not, you know, planted here and you've got yeah. no cash and you're trying to get started in the world and all that sort of stuff. So it's tough, man. Even back um, then was a tough time for sure. And you were kind of bouncing between you were in Vancouver for most of it. Vancouver will it'll yeah it I mean drains your cash pretty good <laughs> yeah really it's funny how you form. work for a financial company and you don't make any money doing it no like they don't pay you much and you work for a company that no. like trades and makes money for people and you don't get to make the money that you're actually that's one of the it's really strange strangest things yeah that unless you're up at the top i guess when you screw somebody over and take all their money and, and their house and i think there's a lot of guys making money and i think for the most part people are trying to do good things but you just it's a grind and they you know they need an army of of fresh recruits all, all the time to staff kind of the front lines of the business and right because everyone's pissed off that they didn't make enough money off something so yeah. they're yelling at you guys yeah and they, they chew people up and and you know you either decide it's not for you and you move on or you you get serious and you start to climb the ladder a bit or whatever right because like when i moved out here i was i didn't i just uh i think i sold my business back in ontario yeah and I was living on a couch and i was blowing through cash hanging out and then but um uh it was cool, man. Like I looked up to what you were doing. I thought it was rad. And so I think like when I was out here for a bit, I was like, oh, it's super cool to be here. And then I didn't get a job at Wizard Black on my, I don't know what happened. I couldn't, I think I missed the interview or something happened. A snowstorm. I couldn't make it up or something happened. You remember that? I think we were generally disorganized. Oh, for sure, <laughs> man. General. Yeah, we just, I was, I was so, just fucking uh, around. There was and that. But no, I, I think it was late in the year too, I think. I remember the one day we went up to Whistler when I was living here. Mm-hmm. I think mom got us a mom got us a, a room at a hotel in Whistler, the sundial or whatever it was. Yeah, right. We were driving up in your Jeep and uh, there was a snowstorm on the way back. Do you remember this? I don't know. And we're on the highway, like the upper levels by like Cypress and stuff. Like we're going back to your place in North Van. Yeah. And they were, everybody would stop because they were putting change on their tires and their cars and stuff. And we were in the Jeep. Oh, yeah, I remember. We were just sliding. And that lady in the van, but do you remember this? This is a vivid memory in my, in my head. Know. So, lady in the van beside us is parked on the side of the road. We're all stopped. Lady pulls over to go put chains on. She puts the chains on, but then drives away, and the chains just don't go anywhere. They just fall off that the tires, and she odd, drives yeah. away. And I'm like, oh my god, she didn't notice. And I'm not, I'm, I, this t- the chains just stayed there on the ground. And then she drove away, she and drove it was like, yeah, and the highway was a fucking nightmare. Like we were sliding everywhere. I th- I, and you had bad ABS brakes because they were always on recall in your car. They were on recall in my car. And I, th- I don't know if this was the, there was a trip when we came up here where I had them fixed, and they came back. And then uh, the garage that I took them to, which I won't, I won't call out right now. Um, cause I don't remember the name, but also would be maybe damaging to their business. Uh, didn't put any brake fluid in the car. Legit. So we were cruising really? with no brakes up and down the old highway. Yeah. Cause I remember you were like, hey, I remember that the old highway when it was yeah. like, I mean, obviously it was worse back in the day, but this was not a friendly highway at the time. Not the suit. I mean, I don't, there's people who would say it's a, not the old, old highway, but I mean, before they it's had the middle age highway. Yeah. Yeah. Before the, after the dirt, before mm-hmm. the Olympics. Yeah. Somewhere in between that was when, uh, yeah. So it was pretty, pretty sketchy, but that's what I mean. We didn't, you know, I don't know if we were lo- reckless or whatever, but it made me love Whistler, man. It made me like you coming out here and, exp- and telling me and like showing me about it and just like me- turn me around and stuff. And, um, I didn't realize that cause I didn't ski for a bit. I was kind of out of it for a bit. I kind of stopped and I snowboarded for a long time. And then yeah. I remember just like, man, I want to go back out there. So I remember like when I was kind of having a shit time in Barry, I couldn't find a job and I didn't get that job. I'm, uh, uh, I tried to get a marketing job, but, um, 
Wonder, Canada's Wonderland. Oh yeah. And they were like, what do you know about marketing? I'm like, well, my brothers knows a lot about marketing. He taught me a lot. And they were like, what? You don't know yeah. what you're talking about. So I didn't get a job. And I moved out here. Uh, my mom, I was, I went to a restaurant with mom and I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't have a job. I didn't want to figure this out. I'm going to go to Whistler for six months and figure it out. Cause I guess what you did. Yeah. I was like, that sounds cool. And just, said, just, just, I didn't figure anything out though. <laughs> no, no, but you, that didn't really you, help me out, but you, it was cool. You so showed me that you could just open a door and walk through it. Yeah. That's it. There's something. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then mom bought me a one way ticket. Should I, should I bummed about that now? I bet. That's one of the best things you can do. I think in general, if you're trying to do something is, uh, is, you know, just, just got one option and you go and do it. If you have, yeah. if you always have the safety and I'm, I'm classic for having the safety valve or having the, the backup plan. But, um, you know, if you really, if you really want to make sure you do that, you just, there's no other option. Just go one way. Well, you said to me one day, you were like, um, they're just obstacles. You just, you just get over them. It was something you said to me. I, I, st- I don't know if it's obstacles or barriers, but you said, I think you said they're yeah. obstacles. You see, you just get over them. And it was like just before, uh, I think you had just moved back to Barry because I you moved back mm. before I left because we lived in the house together. We rent, we bought that house, right? We did. We overlapped in Barry for a couple of years. I yeah, think. yeah, we yeah. were trying to be real estate kings. And that was work one out. what one forty eight B or one forty B. What number was that? Burnick Drive was the street. Yeah, we were in the, we were in a semi we were a semi detached house by the yeah. college. Yeah, we had some hooligans living there. It was a pretty pretty. Uh, it was a bit of a revolving door with Fuck with yeah. t- with the uh, roommates and stuff, but it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then, and I moved out here. I just kind of dropped everything. I kind of abandoned things. So I apologize about that. I think I didn't really, no, I wasn't really responsible. But uh, moved out here and just kind of struggled. But being an older person, not older, but I was like 24 when I got here, living in staff housing. It's a little, little wild, yeah. Everybody else was like 18 and stuff. But uh, yeah. oh, dude, you made it. You made me want to come out here, and then now you come out after. It's good. Well, it's kind of the uh, return the favor a little bit because I was like, well, you know, Proctor stuck around there for a long time, and we'll go back there and check it out. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. I mean, it's not yeah. the same. It's never as good as you remember. I think in the it's beginning. thirty years, twenty years later, man, you know. But it's always it's different, and it's um, there's there's still really good stuff happening. So yeah, you got two kids now, so you teach them. You want to keep them in like the outdoors and get them like inspir- experiencing more about like yeah the West Coast than, than Ontario. I think it's a it's a cultural thing that that when you look at your kids, um, mine are still pretty young, um, you know, six and and one, but uh, you want them, you kind of want them doing stuff. And I think when we were when I was younger, you didn't have a lot of you, know, you weren't we weren't sitting on the couch cranking out you know scores on video games and stuff we just no. didn't, didn't have it right yeah and so I th- and we lived near a forest we lived in the forest we had a baseball diamond we had yeah. like skate we'd go skating on the streets we had big do- bikes and stuff and yeah we were doing stuff i mean, well i see this whole the whole sea of sky kind of corner is the next kind of a next level thing kids can get into some yeah. really good stuff you can take it too far too i think you see people who really really push their kids to to maybe do something that they wish they were doing or something, but yeah. um, I see parents like that. And Whistler is bad, not bad for it, good or bad, whatever. You see it a lot for sure. Like parents who are like, and they just it's probably they don't know what that's doing it, but like living through their kid and trying to force them to be like the best at whatever. And the kid probably yeah. likes it. You never know. I don't know. I'm not going to judge anybody, but I feel like there's probably people who are pushing the kids certain directions. But yeah. you got to give them something to start with, and they can pick their own way. I would guess. Like I don't have a kid, but no, I think, I think most people um, just want their kids to be happy, and yeah. you. Um, you try to give them a lot of experiences. Hopefully they gravitate to something or they're just into lots of stuff and you just mm-hmm. try to keep them going. You know? And really you get to choose where your kid lives for the first 18 years. <laughs> so if That's you want right. to live somewhere, yeah, yeah. you just tell them to go there. Yeah. You try to make it as good for them as you can, you know, I don't know. But yeah. Uh, um, uh, my brother's uh, kids are awesome. Josie and Johnny, they're rad. Yeah. Um, they're they're, tra- they're cool. trashing the house right now. Yeah. While that's I'm cool. gone. They're on their own. Yeah. Let them <laughs> on their own. Yeah. yeah. They're taking care of the place. Yeah. Yeah. We're building forts. Um, people always, so, I have friends when when you when you'll meet when you friends of mine in town or whatever and I meet your friends stuff people are always curious I'm like hey Proctor and you're like hey Proctor mm-hmm. people are always like 
Well, that's the one of the most bizarre things that people think about when they talk to us or they hear us together. I think that's that's pretty true. Because yeah. they say we sound the same. I think we don't sound the same anymore. We used to a lot. Like our voice. The yeah. Key. Well, you know what? This is a good test because people will be able to Which listen, listen to us yeah, a guess lot. Guess who's talking? Now. Listen yeah. to the audio version. Guess yeah. who's talking? But if we, we should, I, that's our next. That, there's gonna be a, next next show. There'll be a contest, and you'll have to guess who's talking. It'll <laughs> be a talking, huge yeah. prize. For sounds the like uh, sounds like um like a Tom Selleck movie. Or look who's talking. Oh no, that's not Tom Selleck. Look who's talking. Who's that? Oh, Travolta. Travolta. <laughs> yeah, one of his better movies. You <laughs> yeah. should check that out. Don't even in it. He's just talking as a kid. Uh, well, because Proctor and Proctor came out uh, because our friends became. Like, we started to like we started to combine kind of friends as we got older. And I was little yeah. Proctor for a long time. He used to drive me up the fucking wall. Yeah, that, that was LP. That was a little unfair because in reality, yeah. I think you're actually a little bit bigger. You know? Well, it doesn't Physi- matter. Physically. I was younger, and your friends were like Little Proctor, which my friends didn't call me Little Proctor because they were like no. I was just Proctor. So it was hard to determine who was Proctor when our when friends like mostly when we moved into that house together, and our friends. Mo- yeah. But you had friends moved in. I had friends moved in. Like we had each right. had a couple buddies living there, mm-hmm. um, and people like, were like, hey Proctor, hey Proctor, because I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. it feels weird to call you Kent. I feel like when I call you Kent, I'm like, oh, like. It's pretty serious, yeah. That, that's you. taking it up a level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, when when you refer, I've never. When I refer to you to my friends, I say my brother, or if they know who you are, I'll say Proctor. Yeah. When you, I don't say my big brother, but I would assume you say my little brother. I don't care. I'm just. I think when you refer to me, like you don't, you don't call me Ryan, do you? To your friends. No, I think I, I say my I brother. U- yeah, I think I use my brother. Well, probably because we only like there is no other brother. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. There is yeah. no other brother. There is no um, other brother. <laughs> so it's not like I have to say my little brother, my big brother, my middle brother. You know, kind of goes without saying. Right. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about this. But since you, uh, since it's on your list of questions, non-questions, um, I think it had a lot to do with separate high schools. To be honest. Right. We well, went to separate high schools. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't forget that. But I didn't think to bring it up. Because you were, you were, uh, you were quite. Um, uh, what, what's the word you looked for? Um, or I'm looking for. Um, when you win a lot, when you have a lot of medals, um, decorated, like yes. you, you were a swimmer. Yeah. Uh, and I tried to be a swimmer and I cried for the first three hours in the pool. My dad pulled me out to not swimming anymore. I that happened to me with hockey. <laughs> you tried to play hockey? I tried. I oh, in, no shit. They I wouldn't went, let me play hockey. I went into play, I went into, um, uh, power skating because I wanted to play because all the kids playing hockey and I was a swimming kid and it was really, really sort of awkward you know as a young kid you're not doing the same thing as everybody else but you don't have to right. obviously but that you your, your high school was right beside uh but you didn't do that till you in your public school you were a swimmer and it was weird for people yeah well the hockey thing so I, I, I wanted to do the hockey thing and they um they got me signed up for like a power skating course or something and um they'd skip the learn to skate program for some reason kind of missed that part so, so i jump power skating right away jump onto the thing well i, th- I don't there weren't a lot of options i guess you know, this is probably like, what, like 85 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and Barry was a, it's a huge hockey town. He cranks yeah, it yeah, NHL yeah. players and stuff like Colts. crazy. So go Colts, man. Starting fights at every high school they go to. That's right, yeah. Uh, all the girls wanted to be with the Colts. All the guys wanted to be You're Colts. You're going to use a different B. You're going to use a different B word. Yeah. Um, Rhymes with Lang. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, one of our sponsors, actually. Lang, yeah. Lang Ski Boots. Yeah. Um, so, so I lost totally. I was So yeah, so I was doing a skating thing, and I went out. And I think I did like two laps of the ice, like shuffling around, and I was like, started crying and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Everybody skates so fast. Right. It was one of those moments where you like really realized uh, you weren't like everybody else. And I think it's a good experience because you can help your own kids or your own friends or whatever. Like, hey, you know what? Shuffle around all you want. You're learning something on your own. Who cares? Like, keep your blinders on, do your own thing. Right. But at the time, as a whatever, six, seven, eight year old, I was like, no, I'm not in this. So anyway, 
my uh i don't think my mom was she was against the whole hockey thing she didn't really like the um the culture around it and stuff and um when the fighting yeah fighting and and you know imagine hockey, us in a fight partner hockey get parents and stuff yeah i think together we would be pretty pretty big force <laughs> yeah i think against instinct each other. would kick them we know where, yeah. other, where our strengths are yeah yeah any brothers <laughs> out there want to take us on just uh <laughs> that don't say that man oh, there's, there's, there's like a couple twins in town i've heard about right uh no, i'm just joking uh, um <laughs> so yeah we're not, definitely not not fighters um, so anyway, I didn't do the skating thing and I, I, uh, there was a f- couple of family, um, connections who were big into swimming. So I kind of got stuck. I got, got rooted into that. Yeah. I had, I had some fun doing You're it. You're good, man. I remember like you had like, I don't know, but you had like medals. Well, that, the pro- so that's a bit deceiving now that I think about it. Cause when I was starting, um, you have like a hundred, don't you have like a hundred medals? But I was young. Yeah. Super young. I was like seven or eight and there weren't that many kids. In oh, it. right. So there was like maybe five kids in the pool. Big fish, small pool. So was the odds were pretty pretty good i was going to come out with something. still man it doesn't matter you won those things right yes, the other no. kids whoever the other kids were they weren't as good as you that's right so I, I did. and not that it doesn't matter how good or bad you are it just means yes. sometimes some people have more medals than others so we'll fast forward that <laughs> a little bit because i'm sure that was riveting for everybody but um yeah so we ended up going to different high schools because i was still in the swimming thing and the school i went to was right next to the pool yeah and you didn't do that so and we ended up high you're school. right that's probably why proctor and proctor became we just if, if we went to the same high school because when we were in public school Actually, this is an interesting thing. When I, we were in public school, I didn't get fucked with because you were older than me and you were a great older than me. There was this guy, remember Rick Morton? Yeah. I never, I never, he was a yeah. friend. He was a, he's a good guy, but he was just a bully. Like a, like he, but he wasn't like trying to hurt people. He, he got in fights and stuff, but I never got bullied. And I think it's because you were older than me and the bullies were in between my age and your age. Yeah, that's probably true. And then I don't know why, but I never got bullied. And yeah. I was a dick to people. Uh, but we went to different high schools, and so I think, yeah, you're right. That's probably, I never thought about that. that yeah. That's how Proctor, and our, our name kind of became. Yeah, because I, th- I think if you had, two, if you had two, two Proctors in close proximity to each other, then uh, you would have to distinguish between <laughs> them. But at this point, uh, we were in very, very no different places, so you could get away with it. And then I think when we came back together, so and I, I think part of me, I think about, I thought about sometimes as, you know, as we're older and hanging out and stuff, because um, there were times we didn't hang out, because we were no. ge- geographically very far apart, yeah. and um you know, socially, whatever you want to call it. Um, we weren't separated. We were, no. yeah, set, we weren't doing the I same I got into stuff. drugs. <laughs> yeah. I was getting out of drugs. Um, just kidding. Uh, I don't know drugs. Yeah. No, I really like, I really like drinking a lot more than, than that. I think it went different ways, right? Uh, you, you definitely, dr- sorry, this isn't, don't take this li- really the way I'm saying it, but you, you drank, a, you got me beer and you seem to be the guy you drank more. Like you were like, I think, cause you played football in high school. You're like a football guy too. Oh, that's not well. That's somewhat accurate. I did a year on the football team, and then I was oh. then I was off the football team. You did volleyball because uh, I wasn't very good at it. And I was very small. Um, right. So we aren't football players. No, like I said, that goes back to not not fighting. But you, I remember like you'd get me. I think you got me butt beer sometimes for some um, push parties I went to. But I did enjoy drinking, and I think the 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 thing. You guys I, were hilarious, by the way. I remember when you guys you went to the house and get anyway. I go back to the uh, the snowboard and trans world magazines and stuff and the whole culture back then was just sort of developing whereas like guys would just you know drink and party like crazy so the dream was you get some kind of evening job where you could wash dishes or some kind of you know mm-hmm. job where there was no commitment and you could just make a bit of money and then you could party after that and you could you could ride snowboards all day yeah that's kind of what was my my life's ambition at the time i'm like okay so job was pretty easy come across that had you know we had a few skis around. That wasn't such a big deal. And then um, you just need to get some some beers, right? Dude, you had like the sickest setup. And you remember when you were like snowboarding, you had like all the shit, like the, the North Face one piece with the pads and stuff. And you had like the canting really plates and the right. Burton Free Six, whatever, and all that shit. Yeah. So the uh, <laughs> I was I'm going in circles here. So I was pretty <laughs> stoked. I was, um, 
I don't buy snowboards that often anymore because now I'm, a, I'm actually an adult, you know, a big, I'm an old guy. And I think I'm, I'm every 10 years or so. So, but I've been looking at one for a while because now I'm out here and I need, need to convince myself I needed something bigger, more mountain sort of um, all mountain focused built, right? Yeah. Um, as I make my comeback into uh, yeah. And um, I was checking it out. I'm like, Stunt okay, well, I'll check, check out some bindings and stuff. And I'm like, so this one, I can't remember what company I was looking at, but they're talking about canting the, the base plates. Yeah. I'm like, no way, man. Still doing that? Like, that's coming back because I remember, yeah, I had a really good setup at a Burton Free 6 because I didn't have the cash for the Craig Kelly or something at the time. And they had the camp plates on there and you could set them up so that, you know, you'd be all like tucking your knee in and it would make it really easy and you weren't yeah. getting all this knee pain and stuff. <laughs> and then it all went away. And I think the last one I had was a, a Burton 6-1 or something. It had like the rotating the plate on the right. back and you could you could set your binding different things. It had the, the triangle binding mount? I think so. And it had the bug and yeah. little fly in the middle, a little black fly in the middle, right? Could be that one, yeah. It had the fly on the top. I still have it somewhere kicking around my garage. Really? And, um, Is that the one that flew off the roof of your uh, Skylark? That didn't fly through the sky. That flew off the roof of uh, the, the, the my buddy's Firebird. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jeff, Jeff, if you're uh, if you ever come across this man, that was a great car. You should have hung on to that one. Yeah. Um, but no, his dad got him this Firebird, and it wasn't uh, sick. Well, well, it wasn't the Firebird. I think the Firebird was like sort of the the lesser cousin of like the Trans Am or something. Yeah, it was because I, I had a Camaro, and it was like the Z27 or anyway. Anyway, it was really good, and we he had roof racks on and stuff, and we would. We come down the hill from our house, and we were heading out to uh, the resort. And you could get a ton of speed coming down this hill. It was a huge hill, and then it went to a long, flat thing down this farmer's field. And you just pin it. You could send it, and you could pretty much coast the rest of the way and yeah. going crazy. And the snow was flying and stuff. And we're in there. You got the music going and everything else. It might have been. I don't think we were drinking. I don't know if we were being a drinking driving on the way to places. The culture was obviously a lot different back then. We lived out, we lived out in farmland too, so if you went in the ditch, you yeah. just pretty much kept going. And then we heard like check, 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 check. And I was like, what was that? And I looked in the rear view mirror and my, honestly, man, the thing was like probably, I don't know, 60 feet in the air. Oh shit, really? And it was kind of sailing back down. <laughs> and then I think it actually landed in the ditch, uh, yeah. like the grassy ditch part of the road. And it was uh, grassy ditch. Sounds like a dirty thing to say. <laughs> you, got, you got a grassy ditch, man. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can use that one again. If yeah. You want. I'll take it um, for sure. But yeah, then uh, the Burton was really good. I'll, I'll give him that. I, like, you tell them what happened for real and they gave you a new one? You know what? So there was that, but then at the end of the season, I was gonna I was gonna try to get a warranty thing going anyway because all the um, the connection points were were loosening and pulling through. Yeah, like all the um, whatever you call them, they're not they're not the rat nuts or whatever those things were. They were cu- pulling through, and um, guys were just like ah, oh, you know, they put the the rat bolt skater things in, and they just put a hole to the bottom. Like ah, oh. and I was always big into like nice clean fast PTEX bases and stuff. Yeah, and moving towards the sort of the racing thing, and um, I was like I'm not gonna wreck my base anyway. I, Somehow I got a got a hold of the Burton guys. Look, this is what's going on. They're like, okay, well, I think I sent it back to them. And they replaced it. Pretty much even, I guess back then they didn't know what warranties were. They didn't know what was going to break. They were just building stuff. Like we don't know what's going to go on with these things. And maybe at some point in the, in the idea of building these things, yeah, with the skis. No, and, and people would just beat on them. Right? There wasn't a lot of uh, well, people would cut the tails and tips off to make it like super yeah. wide sand, like Ken Lehman and those guys, and like because they didn't have twins back then. It was all uh, it was all directional stuff. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember your uh, Jeff or uh, Hubbard, Jason Hubbard. When he had the giant one, because he was like he was like nine feet tall, it's a big guy, yeah. And he had to like t-bolt his binding like a foot and a half forward because he couldn't get his legs apart or something like that yeah. on the board, yeah. Because the the it styles were changing, the and the yeah the approach was changing, and, and the equipment, at least in our part of the world, hadn't really caught up with it. It's become a super stuff. skate for a while, like even like yeah. when the half pipes were getting more in, involved and stuff. And then when Snow Alley, our hometown, put that little uh, 
Was it a Volkswagen? They put at the bottom of the half pipe that for a couple of years there. But like it was like a, some kind of car at the bottom of the half pipe. I think it was. I think it was painted like a car. It was like yeah. some kind of fun boxy type thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, um, anyway. Yeah. If you was to ride around that, it was pretty good. But yeah, I think that's like. Uh, well, that got me. Just, that's when I got into snowboarding too. You got kind of got me into it for a bit. I think. Yeah. I think a lot of people skiing just kind of got. That was early. Kind of got, you know, old because there wasn't a lot to do. You just do the same. Skiing was. Like I used to race. Skiing was kind of lame. I mean, other than like, when you'd see skiers like getting kicked out of the half pipe. Like yeah. Morrison, who's the guy? The the yeah, the instructor. Well, it was funny because you could for a while you couldn't you couldn't snowboard on um, on certain hills or even certain resorts. Like resorts yeah. wouldn't let you do it. And then it kind of went the other way where they built a snowboard kind of specific zone. They wouldn't <laughs> let skiers, skiers into it, trying to keep everybody separate. Yeah, and uh, you know people talk about it now. Even you know, old time people give you know um, guys I ski with and stuff or or ride with like oh I ski and you're like, oh, I snowboard. That's all gone away for the most part, but there's yeah. still a little of that. Sometimes you get that, you get your back up a bit. You're like, yeah, what do you mean, man? It was time when I, you know. It's funny. But I think it's a funny thing to talk about. Like, I, I still kind of shit on the whole relationship between the two because I think it's funny. I know it's old and it's kind of beat on. Um, it doesn't really exist much anymore, but there are aspects that are still around. But um, I think, uh, dude, snowboarding taught me how to be a better skier. Well, I think that's there's t- the, now it goes back and forth. They talk about it. Um, what did I watch? So I got got into this. Uh, I think Transworld Snowboarding is putting out this little series called Rewind, and they did a whole thing on the progression or Salt Lake City, right? Yeah, okay. I guess it was kind of like um, like a major scene kind of in the U.S., maybe comparable to what was going on Whistler or different timing, I don't know, but like just tons of <coughs> progressive riding and um, uh, music, culture, the whole thing was being kind of developed there, and they, they do a few different generations of that, which is it's pretty good. And then I watched, uh, I don't know, it's I watched uh, Why We Ride, I think. It probably came out a while ago, the snowboard kind of documentary on the history and everything. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, they talk a bit about that. I mean, I think they mentioned a little bit about how um, skiing, snowboarding goes back and forth. And even now, like, okay, so now there's people taking influence from skateboarding and then um, surfing takes it from snowboarding. And it just goes around and around. I think everyone takes from everybody now. I think everyone just sees something cool and they try and do it in their sport. You're just trying to have fun, right? I yeah. That's what it comes down to. So that's all it's it too bad down that, to. It's too bad that all that. That was it was like that, but well, it had to be because it was like there was no other way. I mean, it didn't have to be that way, but it was that way, and it made the sports what they are. It yeah. made snowboarding as like the integrity. I find like when we talk about snowboarding and skiing, and we're, I don't really talk about it all the on this. I try not to, but when you talk about like snowboarding, it's the same thing as skateboarding. I feel like where they're like, it, it's it's about the trick. It's it's not. It's about like what's happening in the moment, like the trick and the grab and everything else. Mm-hmm. The beautifulness of the photo and the con the the like the the way the photo set up is one thing, but. Snowboarders and, and skaters and stuff still look at what's happening in the tr- in in the in as far as the trick goes, what the trick is, what the grab is. Yeah, skiing and stuff. It's just there's a bit more of like an all-encompassing idea of what the picture is in photos and stuff. Mm. But I really feel like in snowboarding, there still hangs true to that idea of like the purity of skateboarding, where it's like it's about the little nuances of the tricks that make them cool. Yeah, the, the um, I think there's a whole whole um, approach to it, whether you're 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 a tech technical type right. person or whether you're a style type person right um that's probably the most that's probably the big that's probably the bigger uh thing in both sports now is tech and style i think that's where that's like that's where the line's going because yeah there's guys who spin forever they kind of look weird doing it and there's guys who don't spin forever but they look amazing doing it see i think if you can and i have i have really no no clout or anything to comment other than my own personal personal opinion and my own personal you know enjoyment for seeing stuff right um if you, if you can do super technical stuff, that's that's great. If it looks weird to me, like I don't even know what happened there. <laughs> right, yeah. But if you can if you can pull something that's really like really looks good to me, I'm like, yeah, yeah like that's cool. Um, I saw 
I think I was on Instagram. Oh yeah. I was, I was on, I was on my Instagrammer. Yeah. And, uh, bad Instagrammer. Yeah. The Seb Toots guy. I don't, I mean, he was, I think it was maybe a, I don't know. I'm going to get this wrong. He's a Red Bull guy or trans world somewhere. Somebody was documenting the guy. Yeah. Anyway, little hit somewhere in his maybe home park or something. There's the craziest, like smooth method. They had a slow-mo kind of yeah. thing. And he's on like this weird shaped snowboard where it's got the swallow tail and the yeah. big nose and stuff. It looks kind of retro. And it was just like the way he came across the camera and stuff. And I'm like, I never, I don't really think about that sort of stuff, yeah. but I'm like, yeah, that was good. And then yeah. I kind of move on. But, um, you know, I see a guy. It's too complicated. Do That's some, it. you know, in an Olympic half pipe thing, doing some crazy technical spin, getting tons of points. Like, that's a little bit lost on me. It's lost on you, but it's the, the ability to do it is incredible. I don't, no way I take away the athleticism or the, sure. the, yeah. the amount of effort and time that goes into doing any of that stuff. Right. Um, cause I, you know, I can't do it. I don't never really aspire to do that, but right. I don't know. Um, yeah. And same thing. I mean, I, so as I moved along in, in life, got more into surfing and stuff and, um, that's a huge style sport, I think. And, yeah. and maybe it's more, more distinct in that, you know, you watch guys who didn't, don't compete or, um, anybody, women, men who don't compete and just sort of make a, a career of just being serving good places and good style and mm -hmm. you know whatever and stuff looks really good you do know? you think it's called f i mean so when you think of like free ride skiing snowboarding and you see if and you think of and free ride mountain bike you think of competition stuff mm -hmm. do they don't <laughs> it's not called free ride surfing it's just called like surfing it's free surfing yeah yeah, yeah. is it yeah i guess so yeah i guess free surf yeah free surfing yeah i think um, it's i think the competition and the structure and the um for anything really and i struggle with this you know my own kids a little bit how do you take, how do you get somebody into this mode where they want to, they want to progress and measure and get better? Cause if you're going to try to do some crazy, you know, man turn on a surfboard, lack yeah. of a better word, or, um, some big, you know, hook on a, on skis or snowboarding or something, you don't just go and do it. You no. have to, you have to want to get, to get better and progress. So you're starting off small and going bigger, bigger. And I mean, bikes, the same thing. Yeah. Um, but you gotta, you gotta have that sort of mental approach. And I think competition, um, really sets the, the the program for kids mentally and maybe physically to to progress and learn and grow and try to get better so mm -hmm. i don't know about staying in competition too long because maybe you can get a little more mechanical you're playing to the to the criteria of the of the sport like judging right. or speed or whatever it's going to be yeah but then you go you go beyond that you get freed from that and you go and try and do some cool stuff and you see some people who've gone beyond competition they're really doing good stuff but the competitive base is you know up to whatever age is i think it's pretty healthy uh, i think so too i think it's good to have a bit of that but um i don't know if I mean, you don't have to progress just to have fun, you know, but it's, it's personal, I guess. But yeah. like the competition side of things, like I think it's like the idea of like everybody having to win or sorry, everybody getting like a, 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 like a trophy or something, everybody getting saying like participation awards, all that kind of stuff. Like when we were younger, you'd get those, but you still knew you lost. If you got a participation award, like, you know, like the, you get the badge and be like first place, second place, you get the one yeah. where it's like participation. I feel like those don't pressure, like the pressure of trying to perform, I think is important in some respect without abusing it. So like the competition side of things is good for people, um, and to lose once in a while is good. And I think losing losing is awesome. I think failing is a big thing. Um, and, but being told that no, like, and it's also be good to be told no matter how hard you try, you try your hardest, it still matters, it still counts. But yeah. like, I feel like everybody getting like, everybody getting the same, like trying to keep all these kids like they all get the same. Like you got a participation award. Yeah, you don't right. want anybody to feel like they're better or less or worse yeah. or less. And I I think that's we don't want that, but I feel like that's what creates geniuses people in the world that push the boundaries of things like yeah you know you go you go through hardship you go through struggle you learn to either go th get through it if you're that strong you might do something later in life that changes life so i think like the competition side's good 
um, but sometimes it gets over the top. It's like remember that I, you haven't heard the news recently that fucking hockey fight, like all the brawl that broke out with the parents. I saw that. Yeah, yeah like what? Like that parents. stuff. That is where the line has been drawn far before that even happened. That's not about the kids anymore, right? No, something's gone on there where you're like, well, you got to step back and wonder what's actually happening. I've never seen parents getting a fist fight over a, a skier losing a ski race. Although I haven't been in ski racing in a long time, or like you know, snowboarding half pipe competition, whatever slopes. I never see parents getting in a fist fight when their kid doesn't win. Yeah, you know, it's the mob mentality. I think that happens there. Going back to the fact that getting your kids in something that helps them progress or teaches them that, you know, trying and getting better at things is because it translates into life. And it's a pretty standard thing people say all the time is like, if you can teach someone to persevere in a sport or something like that can help if they can use those skills in like yeah. life, no matter what that life stands for, if it's work, if it's play, if it's like whatever art yeah. or something like that. Right. Well, I think it's uh, somewhere along the line going through life, kids and, and adults, whatever you need to, it's difficult. You need to understand. You know, failure is going to happen, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to you're not going to be great at everything. Um, you maybe not be really good at something the first time you try it. You yeah. might, yeah. but then if you want to if you want to do something, you're probably going to have to put in a bunch of work. Yeah, and then you're going to you know work work work, and you get some result, and you feel good about it. And that's probably uh, that's the benefit of um, of some kind of of some kind of activity or sport where you're you're constantly um, you know working at it, learning at it, fit winning, losing, being successful, failing, all that kind of stuff. Right. I think you set that pattern kind of early with people and then that as a lifestyle, it's, it's hugely beneficial, you know? Yeah. Do you think with uh, you having kids now and the way we were raised, do you, do you look back? I know our parents got split up and we were pretty, I mean, you're, well, we're, we're pretty old, I guess. I mean, relatively speaking, but do you think when we were young, you know, the way our parents pushed or didn't push us, I didn't feel like I was really pushed. Yeah. I felt like I was like, Hey, you're Ryan, you're born late in the year. You're young. You have lots of time to develop. Don't worry about it. Right. I feel like you as my older brother, you paved the way for things like that. Do you think you were pushed or you're like, Oh, whatever you want to do, do it. And we don't really care if you want to lose. Do you think there was like any motivation to try harder and stuff? Like when you were doing well in swimming, mm. were you like, Roman dad? Like, yeah, like, good for you. Or they were like, Oh, cook it. Let's go home. They weren't like, do you think you were motivated to keep trying harder? Or no. You, were you, were you, were you motivated to stay content with being middle mediocre? You know what I mean? I feel like I was motivated to be content with being whatever you do, you do. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I was pushed necessarily. I don't know that a lot of kids were, were pushed. I think some kids who sort of showed that they could, you know, maybe be, have some success, people, you know, coaches, parents got behind them, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, our parents were definitely supportive. There's, you know, if you want to do it, you keep doing it. The one thing they did say is, well, you can't, you're not going to bail out. Like yeah. if you sign up for this thing, you're going to be in it till till whatever the season's over to whatever yeah. you got teammates, you got stuff. And they would drive good. us there like five in the morning, you know, they were dedicated. I think about that now, especially when, you know, I'm doing the limited things. If my kids are young, they're not really there yet, but, you know, you're driving them to skiing or something. Mm. No, I mean, our, my dad, our dad used to, he would be in the car, like, I don't know. 4 a.m., man. Uh, shortly after 5, <laughs> we'd be driving through snowstorms and all this stuff. And, yeah. And um, he'd be sleeping in the car, reading the paper, you know, I'm swimming and stuff. And, you know, all for what? I mean, the, the odds of a kid being super successful at that point, knowing where they're going to go, is you don't know. So you're just, right. you're just doing it because, you, because it's your kid and because you think you should. Um, and your kids are stoked on it. So definitely supported. I don't know, overly pushed. I think the thing was, if you're committed, you're in, mm-hmm. um, when you're out, you're out, you're not half in and half out. Right. Kind of thing. You can always go back, but you can't be sort of sitting in the middle. Um, I feel like we were told person. that like commitment of being there when you say you're going to be there, but the commitment to trying to win wasn't there saying we're not committed to winning. We're committed to being committed no. to this. And we chose to do this. Yeah. Whether we're good at it or bad at it, we have to do it until we're done it. We, yeah. weren't, we weren't told or pushed to be the best at it. We were pushed to do something and commit to it. I think, I that's, think, where, so. I think that's where the, law is, the line is drawn. So like, I'll go to work every day. 
That's going to be best at work. Yeah. It just means I'm going to be there every day. I think, that, yeah, the thing you can, thing you can, or at least, a, you know, maybe the different approach or the more evolved approach now is, okay, so, okay, kid, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? You know, I'm, I'm into, uh, I'm into ski racing. I'm into bobsleigh. I'm into whatever. Mm. Okay. What, you know, what do you want to do? What's your goal? I don't think there was a lot of goals back then. They were starting to talk about that. But you say to your kid, Hey, I want to be able to get down the whole run without falling. Okay. Mm. What do you need to do? To do that well i need to be better at turning okay well right. let's figure out how to make you better like so teaching kids how to how to break it down a bit and be more into okay i want to get to this point not that right. i want to be world champion because maybe you do but there's a lot of mini goals along the way or, or smaller goals along the way i never really got that much as a kid i think that was a part where and i just i don't fault anybody i think that was just wasn't that um perspective wasn't really developed for people to to have on their own minds and then to be able to convey that to kids. That was maybe high level sports. Stuff. Yeah, it was all it was all team sports too when we were younger too, right? When skiing so when came along, yeah. we were like there wasn't Well there were no goals. I mean it's just to go have fun. Yeah. And like I was ski racing, like I was shit. I yeah. was like a chubby kid but like, you know, I was shit. I, I was I was crap too. I wasn't yeah. a very good ski racer. Like I was a good skier, but I was shit at ski racing. Like I was I think I won one race. And back then races by everybody, so everybody knows this in Ontario a race was like thirty five seconds. Like when you race from the top of the bottom to the ba- to the bottom of the mountain, yeah. it was maybe thirty seconds or thirty five seconds, and you're like, it. and you win by, you know, whatever, maybe a second or two. But it wasn't like yeah. you were skiing; like it wasn't hard. But no, but it, it was the, yeah, it was the, and it's still going on today. Like so, um, yeah, our dad was yeah. big into ski racing. Uh, wasn't a very good skier. No, he was kind of a shit skier. But he didn't grow up skiing. But he was into yeah. it. He, he liked the whole the vibe yeah. thing. He was into kids, so he he really yeah. did a lot of work with the kids programs. They still have a ski race kind of in his Man, name going on in Ontario. In that respect. And um, do you think he did that? This is gonna sound. Do you think he did that because when when we were kids, he did a lot for us. And when, when my parents when our parents split up, do you think he was doing that to like uh, try to re grab or re hold on to maybe something that he didn't work on with us? I don't know. I mean, there was definitely uh, some challenging stuff going on with that on the personal side, but I think he, he always got a lot of enjoyment out of his career was in teaching. He's a teacher. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So he was, a, and you know, he was a hockey guy before that, you know, coaching, repping hockey. So he's always into developing kids in sport and stuff. Everyone liked him except mom. I don't think <laughs> everyone liked dad. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm not trying to be, well, I'm trying to be funny, but no, that's, that's let me you up. But everyone liked dad except. Yeah. He's well, he's well regarded and still has a good, uh, um, his legacy lived on for sure. And yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, I think he's just into into helping kids. And you know, to be honest, skiing's pretty cool. You're out there, you're outside all the time. You know, it's mm-hmm. a pretty cool vibe. Uh, most of the time, you get to have some beers afterwards and stuff like that. It's pretty good. Beers and poutine. Beers and skiing. Yeah. yeah, still that's that's, that's hereditary. I think Be- beers and poutine are easy. That's skiing's easy. Not, yeah. Skiing's not easy. No, that that yeah. runs in the family. So I think that was. I think that's it. I think he's that's just cool. I, I remember like I remember being at the baseball diamond in in in, 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 in Anton Mills back home and uh, played baseball a bunch and. Remember, um, I used to bean kids, man. I was bad. I was bad. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I I was so I was pretty good at pitching. Yeah. Uh, and there was two two guys. We got split up on the different teams, but uh, I was kind of an asshole and I would make fun of people stuff. And I remember him being there, and he wouldn't say anything. He would just sit at the back on his bike. He'd bike over to the park and answer. Yeah, Mills. check it out. He'd be like, my kids are fucking ass. Like, or he's like laughing or whatever. But they, then he stopped. And when my when our parents split up, I guess I had just finished playing baseball, but they weren't there a lot. Um, at baseball, dad would come by when he could. My mom never came, but uh. Yeah, it, it allowed me to be kind of, to be, maybe I was trying to rebel because they weren't there, so I was trying to show off and be like a kid that would get in trouble so my parents find out and they would, you know, pay attention. But um, I remember like, yeah, they, they were always willing to drive you places. Like for ski racing, that would take me to like these tiny resorts in the morning. Oh, yeah, go all over the place. And then like it would just, I w- and I would suck. Like he's like, he'd be, he must be like, what are we doing here? My son might as well just go, might as well be walking uphill backwards because he's not catching anybody. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah man, I, I 
definitely gave him a ton of respect for that because he took me skiing for the first time at, yeah. at uh, what was that place? I think it's closed now, Pine Ridge. That's and it, I, right? And I mowed down, I mowed down that lady on the first round at the bottom of the hill. I took her out. You got you got to think about, uh, yeah, the impact that things you do with your kids now. Yeah, you, know, you ask why why you're doing stuff or why parents do stuff. You don't know what path it's going to set them on. Yeah. And um, that's, let's say that first day at Pine Ridge, that's when you get hooked, and then it kind of defines the rest of your life. You can't see that coming as a parent, so you just got to. On one hand, it's kind of scares you because you're, well, what am I going to get my kid into? On the other hand, you just try to get them as much experience stuff as you can, and then you 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 help them help them carry as far as they want to go. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's true. I think you open doors and they decide to go through and they can take a left or right, whatever. Yeah. I, mean, that, I, I see the way you... Um, that goes too with, with like friends or people you meet. Like, you know, yeah, man, you want to go for a bike ride? Sure. Well, okay, what do you got? Well, I got this old, you know, whatever bike from 10 years ago. Sure, bring it out. We'll go check out a trail. And, you, and people are like, wow, it was amazing. They're hooked. And that could be... That could be 20, it could be 40, it could be 60, you never know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, exposure is key. I, mean, I think that's what we're getting at. Is like when you expose your kids to things, you know, they might not be the best skier, but if you get them into try them, get them to try skiing, get them to try tennis, get them to try whatever, or swimming, whatever it is, they might grab onto something on the way. But if you're a parent who loves skiing and just puts your kid in skiing and tries to force them into that or into snowboarding and force them into that for the rest of their life and yeah. doesn't give them the other options, you never know. They might become they might become great at the sport you want them to do. But if they don't, you don't, and you can't, you're disappointed. That's a shame because you could have given them ten other options to try at least a little bit and see if they like it. Yeah, you, you really need to uh, to separate what what you want um, for your kids, right? Uh, from what your kids want. And there's, a, you know, I don't. I'm obviously you've got to get them a push, and you, you, they can't just. They're not going to walk up and register for soccer themselves, obviously. Yeah. But you, and you can't. There's also like that final spreading themselves too thin and going to try everything. But mm-hmm. you know, I guess if your kids, I don't like this anymore. If you force them to do it. It teaches them a bit of discipline. Teaches them some commitment. That teaches that. Yeah. But it also might have them rebel and go. I don't like this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And they get pissed off and they rebel. And they're like, it's just don't go. Uh, I think any any time you're showing anybody anything, um, it can't be stressful. You got to make it fun, right? Like yeah. you want you want to be. So if you're taking you know your, you know your buddy from work or um, you know your your cousin or anybody out to ski for the first time or to snow for the first time, or bike for the first time, if it's a crazy experience for them, yeah. if it's a gnarly experience then they're gonna be like, fuck that, man. I'm not into it. <laughs> like, like the first time I went sledding. Yeah. It was good. I was all stoked and everything. I'm like, I'm gonna go get a sled, man. I got this big truck and everything. And I got mangled. Like, it was insane. It was yeah. awesome. Like I had a time in my life for sure. Um, but I was in over my head and all that. And then I did, it was, it was good because you get the eye open. Like, this is what it's really all about. And mm-hmm. it was fun. But, um. Keep talking. You can, uh, you can go over the, you can go overboard for sure. And make it really hard for people and not fun and try and really push them. But I think, you know, whether it's a two minute session or it's all day, if they have people have fun, they'll try it again, right? And that's, or they'll decide they don't like it either way. Right. But you got to leave it up to them. And I think, uh, and I see that we saw a lot of surfing. You see, we, we were living um, uh, in Costa Rica there for a little bit. You see people come down, it's a big spot to learn. And people would, you know, they drag these huge soft top boards and they had these rash guards way too big. And, you know, it's all sunburnt and stuff. It's getting pounded by, Right. beach break and everything and they're not having fun and yeah. all they want to do is go back to the bar that night and say hey I've surfed man I had and that's it that's awesome and the instructors were good they don't no one's beating on the do stuff and yell at them and anything but um, you know if it's not fun then they're just never going to go back like I'm never doing that again yeah. and some people will some people won't you know, or they, sometimes they the challenge is what they want I was going to say yeah sometimes people love the punishment like it's not fun but I'm going to do this till I fucking like, till I at least get up yeah. and stand up once so you got to have a bit of a spark where you're into it and then you got to have the other thing where you challenge you want to go back you got some enjoyment of something to keep people going whether you're a kid whether you're you know 65 whatever there's this phenomenon going down in um 
Spamish right now. I think a little. It's probably bigger, bigger than that. But we see it anyway. Where these uh, e-bikes, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Mountain bikes. And that's um, an interesting topic around Whistlerites. Yeah, I mean, I think someone said it to me. And I was like, no way, man. Like I'm riding. I'm, you know, I'm yeah. old and I'm slow yeah. and I'm tired, but I'm gonna ride. That's the whole point. But it's kind of given, um, you know, people who maybe weren't into the fitness part of it or are yeah. older or whatever. They're going up and they're coming down with huge smiles on their faces and having a great time. And you're like, well, okay, that's what it's about. It doesn't really matter how you get there. It's just they're having a good time. I'll make fun of it because it's funny to make fun of it because I I do a lot of things for this to joke. But I do think it's Mm -hmm. cool because I heard somebody tell me, um, they're like, um, I could ride for half a day. That's about trails. Now I can ride all day and have do way more trails and have way more fun because I can go all day because I'm less tired. Yeah. So they still get the same exercise because it's a longer day. Sure. And they're not just pounded out by trying to get up up the hill. Yeah. So I don't think there's a bad thing about it. I think that. Every time there's just purist in a sport, people get shitty about it. So I mean, I, I get that way too sometimes about skiing and stuff. But like the purists in sports sometimes hang on to that history. They don't want it to change. That's because hard. it's gone past them. But the e-bike thing, man, if there was e-skis, I'd probably try them out. Little tracks on the bottom. You don't, you don't know until you try it, right? Yeah, That's yeah, exactly. the whole thing. And, uh, but then they're also getting way more better. Sorry, way more better. Way better, those bikes. Mm-hmm. The full suspension bikes and the e-bike and everything else. Oh, yeah. These guys, the guys, the guys around us, are um, they're older guys, but they can't even, you can't even really tell what they're riding. It's like, and they're just, they start pedaling off and they're gone. You know? Yeah. Dude, the first time you took me mountain biking out here? Oh, mountain biking here. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, it wasn't Whistler, but it was up in North Shore. You had that VPS1. Mm-hmm. And you borrowed uh, Roger's bike. That What, what do you have? Your Rocky, what do you have? Rocky Mountain? Giant or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that VPS1 looks it's like crazy. a, looks like a fucking, I don't know what it looks like now, but that was, a, to me, that was an experience. It scared the shit out of me, most of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is like, when was that? That was like two, th- maybe 99. So probably 2002 or oh yeah i guess so yeah because it was after i moved on yeah so 2002 yeah. uh i mounted bike a bit in ontario but i didn't do any downhill and that was it was back then that was pretty early on in the like in the development of the north shore oh, not early on but early what i knew was fairly early. early on yeah and yeah. some of those stunts were f- i didn't go anywhere near them. i think i it was crazy it's pretty crazy yeah but it, the idea of it seemed so cool to me i was like man you can be here doing these things and like it, I sucked at it. The reward was horrible. Uh, but just the idea of what was happening out there, yeah. like mechanical versus nature, when you weren't really ruining nature, you are because you're building trails, but like, yeah. dude, it was really cool. And by pushing up in the snow and boring like all that stinky gear and stuff, like it was yeah. hacky, but it was fucking was awesome. It was pretty, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was pretty, uh, it was different. Wait, I mean, it's so, it's so far evolved now. And It's um, one of those things where you said like, you know, you get somebody involved in a sport and I was 20. And, you, and I had never done it before, like the downhill stuff. So it's like, you, and I spawned me into, you know, I smashed my, my smashed my face 15 years later, but got yeah, me into man. mountain biking enough. That's like, I loved it. You know, it's great. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's where like I had fun and you weren't like, give her, you know, obviously. No, you gotta, yeah, you gotta have, gotta fun. I, yeah. That's it. That's a new, I w- first time I came in, I was, I had a Schwinn something. Is that the one that got stolen off the back of your car once? Yeah, you had to get it replaced. It's pretty, pretty bad <laughs> um, back then. But it had like two inches of uh, elastomer travel in the front. It had clip pedals. It was like full on. That was legit back then. Bar ends and stuff. And I'm like, okay. Onza bar ends that we had? I don't know what the brand was. But they were they were amazing either way. Yeah. And um, yeah, I rode up with these guys. And um, I was just going uphill and they had these big bikes. And some guys were wearing work boots and like hockey gear and stuff. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, do my pedaling thing all the way up top and I'm waiting for them They're like all right man yeah you, you killed it go first i'm like all right i drop in i had no clue zero clue what was going on everything is like straight down it's covered in snow i'm all over the place like i'm smashing myself my little cross-country helmet and my fingerless gloves and stuff and um <laughs> the fingerless gloves you go to the gym with those after oh he's totally and i was like 
I came out probably an hour after they did some random trail at the bottom. They were good. They didn't leave me there to, to get lost or anything. Yeah, there's no trail forks back then. But um, yeah, it was the same thing. I was like, oh, this is this is this is really this would be really fun if I had yeah. the right setup. So then like yeah, you know, I ditched that gear and cobbled together some uh, some free ride type stuff and got into it. And it was uh, yeah, it yeah. was good. All that roach padding was it? Roach, roach? was good. Yeah, roach was really yeah. good. That was kind of the only gear I think at the time. Yeah, I think it was. It was and it was like it was local stuff. It was made specific and it was. Uh, you still feel some hits through those, but it was you better. Than you wouldn't get the pedal rash, or if you hit your shin, whatever, it's kind yeah. of a bit lower. Yeah. yeah, that was cool, man. So far from that, I mean, the scene now is so, especially Squamish, is just all bikes and dude. Yeah. It's so it's night and day from we, of course. I mean, we, we're no, man. there's no way we're on the forefront of it. But we had a good time back 20 years ago, and it was cool. But I don't remember. Like obviously, it's way different now. Clearly, yeah, it's all about your the point where you kind of enter into the activity to where it is today. That can just still the it's way more accessible now. I think so. You 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 go you go to. Um, like some of those parking lots kind of at the uh up by the university in squamish and stuff and it's like it's a party man there's people all over the place yeah. they got they got like bathrooms and they got barbecues going and they got all kinds of things happening yeah. it's a good scene i mean it's great it's more yeah it's accessible it's friendly yeah. you can go up and go yeah this is pretty good and you can do some mellow trails and have a good time and it's right. not like you have to be some you know the secret handshake kind of thing to get in which is the norm when i was riding some, north t- some places you do it was still it was very much like that. Like some of the guys I knew were like, "Nah, you can't ride with us." And it was good because the skill you, you got to ride with people sort of similar skill set. Sure. Um, for everybody to have a good time a lot of the time, and they were just like, "No, nah, we're not, we're not taking you out, man." Well, I know, joke. I I know yeah. that firsthand, man. Get not being told there's a barrier. These trails are different levels right. for you, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm stoked that uh, all I can say is the things that I do in my life, as far as some of the stuff I enjoy most, you got me into it or you got me exposed to it. Other than like skiing with dad, but like. Biking when I got into snowboarding stuff, I think that date even just living on here, you got me exposed to it, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I might have to call you on that biking thing because I think you were on the, you were on the North Bike Team, <laughs> bike club. Oh, with my, ju- I had that. Yeah, the big that purple yeah. rally bike yeah, with the I fucking big Scott handlebars. I didn't have that. I think you might have had the first uh, bike. I don't know. Well, you raced those twenty four hours of adrenaline races back in the day. That's true. I did have a lot of spandex in yeah. my life back then. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Those were fun, and I don't think there was a lot of. Uh, wasn't that many options back then. No, there wasn't a lot of uh, at least in Ontario was was a bit of a scene. But well, there's a Hardwood Hills you talked about on the podcast for some other people, just the mountain biking for cross country. Yeah, stuff. that place was pretty uh, pretty influential. I don't I know see, what's going on there now. But. When I moved out here, a few years after I moved out here, they had was, so my brother used to race in the adrenaline. What was it called? Twenty four hours of adrenaline, and it was a twenty four hour bike race, and you'd have a team. Yeah. You'd have to like you'd have lights, and you'd bike all day, all night for a certain amount of time, and you had to get the most laps in this one area. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty cool. He was sponsored by a, a guy who built countertops, <laughs> um, which is a pretty funny. Good team, but. Um, okay. When I moved out here, that race was still going, and I worked that race up at Base Two at Blackcomb. Oh, no kidding! Because um, yeah. we ran the food and beverage department of it, or part okay. of it. So it was the same deal. They were mountain. They're racing. I was like, yeah. wow! It was so different because it, it's like here on the mountain. It was uphill, downhill. Like it was way more. And it was probably yeah. two thousand and five. Yeah, because it kind of died out after a while. I don't know what happened there. Um, well, it was a lot of money, and I think that the cross country thing was just dying. It was like Olympics, and that's kind of it, right? I think so. Downhill became huge, even in Ontario. Racing is not as big a deal cross country as it used. To. I don't yeah. know, but I mean, I don't know. This well, the UCI is still really big in Europe and stuff. Cross country is big in Europe for sure. It's always that kind of stuff that's big in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, oh that bike, Jesus man, that was good. Dad got us into biking too. He had that fucking baby blue rally bike. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He had that. He used to road bike. Road bike. He must have just eaten too much food because nothing seemed to like change. When he, <laughs> he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really. He wasn't really a training type of guy. He just liked to do stuff. But he would. I think he just needed to get out of the house. He was. He would go biking for a long time. He probably just go around the corner, stand on the side of the road for like an hour, turn yeah. around, and come back. Yeah, I don't know. But I remember his bike it was cool. Uh, that guy was into mountain biking. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Remember that little uh, that little dirt bike that we that you guys bought at the at the, the yeah. little Indian? It was pretty good. I've se- <laughs> I think I've seen those. I've seen similar stuff around. Maybe back to your social media comment every now and then. Uh, something like that pops up, and I think back to that. That was pretty. 
pretty sweet. And Mr. Yeah. Andrews would fix it for us because it would just blow apart all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool, man. Because I remember when you guys came home with that thing, uh, and it was like just beater. The engine was separate. It had no suspension. It was just a, w- a little frame. It was like two feet off the ground, like two feet high. Mm-hmm. had nothing. The handlebars only turned like eight degrees because they hit the hit the frame. Yep. Pull start. No uh, gears. Twist throttle, one speed. And the brake would clamp around the chain. The yep. <laughs> like that was insane. And then the... Uh, <laughs> it was fucking... No safety guard on it. I'm like Zero. That. And had the, like, we had a helmet. I'm like, why? So... Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the helmet. But then we for. had the forest on the street just to blow out like, bah, and everyone thought it, it was the coolest shit because we were like the only ones that had this little thing. You paid fifty bucks for it. I remember this. You paid fifty bucks for it. Yeah, and yeah. you had to pay it, get it fixed by Mr. Andrews down the street. I bet fifty bucks is probably a lot of money back then. It's probably like spending a couple hundred bucks on something now. For sure, it, it didn't work when you got it, which is it's pretty crazy. Elmvale uh, Flea Market, right? Um, or was it Elmvale Flea Market? No, it was the c- the uh, Creek or something. The car show, you know, the auto oh. automotive flea market, still going strong in uh, Oro. Medante, I think. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, sure. still a bunch of old guys building old cars. Event. Yeah, it's yeah, a huge event. Sure. That thing was legit. I remember it was good. you wrote it for a bunch, and we then, I think, you kind of got over to, I don't know what you, I don't know what happened, but I took it over for a bit and worked on it. You, I think you painted it green, or did I paint it green? Painted it green. I really remember, I was really put into putting uh, chrome polish on the fender. Yeah, yeah, chrome, yeah, that was Chrome sick. front fender front. is pretty awesome. Um, Little fat tires. Yeah, and the exhaust would burn the seat out every now and then. The Holy end. shit! Yeah, your legs get pretty hot. hot. Yeah, get really hot. The fact there, yeah. The brakes wouldn't work, and so or you'd hit the brake and it would stay like wah. It would stay yeah. red because the yeah. throttle would stick. I remember when I, I got it, pretty good. when I got it fixed. It kind of went dormant for a while. I got it fixed, and then I took it out for a ride one day, and I was like pinning it down the side of the road, and it was like wham, pop, and it exploded, and the drivetrain busted out the side of the engine, like blew out a hole in it. It's amazing you still have your legs, to be honest. After yeah, because that. that thing, it's, that was the last of it. I remember throwing that thing in the dump when we moved into we moved in, when we moved into Barry. Is that what happened to it? Went to the dump. Yeah. yeah. So well, by the time we moved into Barry, that thing had been in the garage in pieces. Yeah. Until I was like sixteen. Well, I think I last time I fixed it, I was around sixteen because I had a car at the same time too. And last time it worked. Right. Because you can buy those things now. I think you look up the little Indian or something. Well, you can called? buy them brand new. Brand new. Yeah. I've, I've been tempted. I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. Sick. Except I would ride it about four times and then never ride it again. And how nice was Mr. Andrews to fix that little bike for us all? He was like a, this guy lived down the street from us in a small paid. town. I think he had like a little business. He company. didn't pay me after a while. I stopped paying him for a while. Because oh, yeah. when you first got okay. it built, he, he had a business for sure. He was a small mechanic. He, he built, was an engine guy. Yeah, he yeah. built like he rebuilt lawnmowers in his garage for, yeah, for a living. Yeah, part-time thing, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he, he, his house was really strange. Did you ever go to his house? Never went to his house. It was really strange. It was like, it was like he was like the only guy there and there was like really any furniture he had a daughter or something. It was a he, weird yeah, he had, some coo- he had some good kids. Um, kids are kind of cool. Went to school with us and stuff, but I... He was a bit of a weird guy. Well, I, I think maybe he was so the first, nice. first guy that I know that you know, the marriage didn't stick. It didn't yeah. stick, so... That's what made him an outcast, I believe, because no one was getting divorced back, back then. Back then, it was a weird thing, yeah. And he lived in a house, the curtains were always closed, and he fixed little small engines. Yeah. I mean, but I would go I mean, by, we hung out. I, that guy was rad to me. He, like, fixed the bike. He's like, I can do this for you. He taught me how, and... Uh, I went back. He's like, I can't fix this one for you, kid. It's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's pieces in the bushes that flew out. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You shot your, you shot the pistons into the, into <laughs> yeah. the forest, man. You're done. That guy was rad, man, for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I remember um, that, and then uh, but that's a good point. That's the biggest thing I think um, that you need to we need to address with um, the kids that we are now both responsible for. You have a bit of responsibility, by the yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. That over to you. Yeah, totally. Um, teach them how to do stuff, and teach them the willingness to tear it apart and figure it out. Because I think we yeah. grew up where people were like, okay, man, this doesn't work. Take it to somebody. Give them the money, which is good. But, um, you know, it's even better if you can be like, okay, I know how this is supposed to go back together. I'm willing to tear it apart. You can get it over your head for sure, and you don't have the time to do it. But, you know, the willingness to rip it apart and just check it out and try mm-hmm. to fix it yourself and then take the mess to somebody. Hey, man, I tried. I got it screwed <laughs> up. I think it's a step forward as opposed to just... Oh man, I can't fix it. I was like, well, I'll do my own. That's why I do my own brakes, right? Like stuff like my car stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. Stuff like that. I mean, I I, I got into that because the cool thing was, is Mr. Andrews would let me sit there and help him, help him fix the bike. So I yeah, learned right. how to figure that out. Right. 
Um, or like, you know, going with dad somewhere, we try to fix the engine or build something. He'd always do the woodworking stuff in the garage. We'd build yeah. a bench. We'd build something like that. I don't uh, think people do that anymore. Remember when he built us stilts? Those are pretty killer stilts. I think, <laughs> I think yeah, Josie wants some stilts. I gotta, Dude. I gotta go back, dig that design out and fix it up. That design is old school. It's probably better design there. But yeah, that, the good. stilts, man, they were so hard to walk on. Yeah, you tuck them under your arm, but the real way to do it was by your hand. You didn't have the hand strength. It was a bit reckless. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I remember... Uh, I think one of the things that taught us, taught me a lot was working at uh, the restaurant we both worked at for like 30 years of our lives. I think you got to get your kids, get people, you know, people who, who you want to understand working, hardworking. You need to get people into that situation. It's like, hey, you got to work. You just got to, yeah, you got to work. And um, like, it's going to be, it's not going to be fun work all the time. It's going to be gnarly work and you're going to have to make it fun. Um, but you're going to feel good about it when it's done and you're going to get paid. Yeah. And then, you know, someday you'll have a different job or different way to, take care of yourself and you won't have to do this yeah. or maybe not but at least you'll you'll appreciate it you know like our parents would drive us to this place called Weber's in Ontario we worked at, in downtown it was like a famous burger place I worked there for like 12 years but they would drive us there literally worked there for 12 years from 12 to 24 yeah was, two years off probably a little bit less but you yeah. there before me you, yeah, got, you, you paid the way it was a long time there um, my brother paid the way for a lot of stuff that I do that's probably why I'm getting trouble all the time but uh, we worked at this re- restaurant forever both of us and it taught taught me and they were great people. Like, I think we were lucky that they were good people that we worked for. Yeah, they it was a good. Dick it was good. for a boss. A lot yeah. of, they were good to their staff. Everyone's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I watched this for four years, man, and I fucking hated it. I was more of a dick to them because I didn't get the big picture. <laughs> and I think they were like, this guy, doesn't, this yeah. guy doesn't get the big picture, so we're just going to let him keep doing it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, you look back on it now as having gone through some more experiences and stuff, and you go, wow, whew. I could have done. I could have been better at that. It could have been worse, but you could have been worse for sure. Like you yeah. could have been delivered. I could have kept that paper route I had till I was twenty-five and never gone anywhere. Yeah, nothing against paper routes because I don't think they exist anymore. But I don't know if they do. That's a good one too. Though. I'll get kids working. I painted boats for the first my first job. I think I was really with yeah, Blue Moon Marine with those guy, guys. Guy had the, yeah the boat thing, and I think uh, it was cutting grass or something and delivering papers. And the guy said, "Do you want? Do you want? Uh, you want some more hours?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, for sure." So I think I don't remember that at all. One summer. Um, one of the older guys in the neighborhood, he was, he Mr. was like, Hamilton was working there. I was, I don't know what he did for the, Mr. Was, Hamilton worked there. Yeah. No, like one of the older kids, like he was, he had uh, a car and stuff and uh, a truck and everything. The truck's really cool. And I wanted to get some cash to get a car and everything. And, um, I think I was 12 or whatever. So he's like, yeah, you, you can cut the grass and you can do a bit of work on the boats, clean the boats. I'm like, right on. Now that's what this guy, he cleaned the boats and he, you know, he's like, you know, he's like, got his sunglasses on cleaning boats and he's out the sun and everything. Right. It's a really cool job. Anyway. Um, and then I get to test drive the boats, you know, go boat rides. I'm like, this is pretty good. That's pretty sad. I don't remember this, but that's, I was eight probably. That's why I don't remember it. So we go over and, um, the guys, yeah, you can, you can work at the marina and you can, you can help us out with the boats. I'm like, great. They cut the grass. It was like this, it was a cow pasture. Basically they were kind of converting this boat selling business. And so the grass would be like over your head. And then there's a little like old lawnmower. <laughs> you know, can't even see above the lawnmower. Yeah. Hacking through the grass. You get, that would take like a week. And then, um, grass is done. I go over this guy's house, ride my bike over. And I'm like, okay, I, you know. He was like, "Come and see me when you want to get paid." I'm like, okay, and I'd have to get uh, get my balls together. And be like, all right, I don't see this guy because he's a big. To me, he was a big, huge guy. Remember the guy? Yeah, big, huge guy. I remember he had huge hands. It looked like, it, it like yeah. he'd just smash you with the hands. And then he, he lived had, around the corner from us. He had these big rings and stuff on. And I remember he'd be. Uh, he'd say, "Okay, how many hours did you work?" I worked. Five, I, know, I worked forty hours. Okay, I know how many hours you worked. Don't lie to me. He'd tell me how many hours you worked. I'm like, okay, well, forty hours. He's like, okay, all right, that's okay. And then he'd pull up the money pay me cash right like 10 whatever yeah. five bucks an hour pay peel off the cash i'm like that's so right there you can tell you do the work you know you, you have some integrity about talking about how much work you actually did yeah and then you get paid and yeah like, okay that's that's about as basic as it gets and uh, i think that lasted me one summer because then then i went back and he'd say okay you give you an extra 50 cents an hour or something 25 cents an hour 
um, you paint the boats. I'm like, okay, paint boats for sure. So you had to lay under the boat in the cow pasture that I just cut the grass walking through all the cow shit. And you'd have these boats up on like, uh, I don't know, like you know, six inches high blocks or something. Yeah. Sorry, I'm messing up your system. That's okay. No. And, um, and you lay there a day like painting boats, and this big thick blue paint that would seal all the damage that he was trying not to show anybody to show or seal yeah. up right around. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he sold lots of good boats to you. I don't, I can't comment on that. But anyway, that was even gnarlier. And you come back and say, how much did you work? And you pay out the money again. I'm like, okay, this is, this is working, man. This is what it's all about. Mm. And it's, you know, it's up from there. So then you talk about, Hey, I'm washing dishes inside. And it's air conditioned. I'm like this is way better than laying in the dirt. Dude. Yeah. But washing dishes so. was a shit show. But, uh, that boat guy became a huge company. That thing went fucking massive. The boats were good. Yeah. I think yeah. he had some good boats in there. He so. made, now he's got that whole corner by the highway of old house. Like it's a so. massive boat place yeah i think they did all right i yeah he was fine i remember going there because we'd have to get our boats remember when the tunnel cover of our boat ripped apart during that tornado or something like that we had to get it fixed and the dad yeah. went to that guy and got it fixed was what the, the fuck was that guy's name i don't remember but i i mean <laughs> he I, was I, a I remember human. the guy he looked pretty big his head was his head was in the trees when he'd walk by it seemed that way he was so big and i think he wore some boots too to make it to kind of make help out the tall plus so. we you were 12 and i was like eight so he'd seemed like a giant human and dad wasn't tall the world looks a lot different when you're young. When you're yeah, for sure, man. So these guys are big. But anyway, that's how you go to work. Yeah. All you kids out there, go get a hard job and learn from it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know? um, yeah, man, I, I, we've been talking for like an hour here now. Yeah. Oh, we it covered, pretty fast, covered eh? most of, uh, what, 80s and a bit of the 90s. So. And not having an agenda is good because it doesn't mean you have to cover certain topics. Keeps it casual. And we'll, yeah, we'll have to come back again sometime because I want to go skiing. And so you wanted to go try your new snowboard, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll just, I mean, I've, I've been really stoked in this. I, Speaking of kids and I, we're stretching the thing out a little That's bit. Right. Keep going. But um, yeah, I was stoked on, like, you know, some people get new stuff all the time. I, mean, I haven't got a new snowboard in a long time. And I remember being a kid <laughs> and searching it out to go to gates and boards, you know, and I was looking at this thing. Hogtown. It was on the rack forever. Hogtown was a big deal. You <laughs> yeah. had to get your parents to drive you to Hogtown to look for the t-shirt rack to spend 35 bucks on a t-shirt that you couldn't yeah. get in Barry and get your padded purple suit and everything that I had. Yes. Um, yes. But I'm just saying, like, the, you can you can hang on to the, the stoke that you get from getting new gear if you still appreciate it like i searched for this thing forever i was really specific I, you know you we and i you and i cruised around the village looking for this thing and then i ordered it in the mail and it was coming and it was like you're right. talking about a snowboard by the way you haven't mentioned that yet yes actually yeah i'm not talking about some <laughs> lots of things you ignore in the mail <laughs> yeah, these days yeah. but um and uh, i should also comment i really tried to buy it from a retailer i wasn't trying to go around anybody but um couldn't get it so i'm not one of those guys but yeah, it shows up and I was just like, it was in the wrapper and it was in the box and I opened it up. It's like, it's just like, you know, and I'm old, man. I'm, I'm 43. So I, it's, you think estimation. You, yeah. Yeah. Approximately. <laughs> um, it's just good to be able to get, I mean, it was a very similar feeling to the first time you buy as a kid. That's the feeling may not go away. You know, if you're into something. Oh yeah. Dude, when you so. sent me the picture, I was like, Parker's choked on this. Yeah, it's good. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. So, so we're going to ride it today. It's going to be yeah, awesome. Well, he's yeah. going to, I'm going to ride my skis. Everyone will stand back and, you know, all of us. Here we go. Yeah. Big beast. Anyway, yeah, stay stoked on all your everything that you're into. Yeah, yeah. man, find something you like. Keep doing it. Mm-hmm. All right, Proctor, thanks for coming by, man. It's awesome. We're gonna go shred some shred some sunshine. All right, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, buddy. It. Yeah. Cool. All right. all right. Well, we'll bring you back. We'll talk again soon. Thanks. Thank you. We're good, right? Where's the sponsors? Yeah, I don't do sponsors. That's, That's good, good, man. Thanks. Cool.